0: It's time to speak to that Jezebel spirit. It's time to throw her down. Jezebel's coming down
1: through an empowered ecclesia that is finally determined to rule and reign. We must go to war. Jezebel must come down.
2: In the name of Jesus, with holy reverence for you, we declare that
1: Jezebel must come down. Jezebel's war with America is a war with God.
0: Good morning, beloved, and welcome back to another episode of Conspiracies in Milk with you girls, smoking Lioness. I do pray that you guys woke up with an urgency in your spirit to learn, to gain understanding, and to draw near your Creator. And you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, and uh, just all this stuff being pushed. Uh, God has really pressed it upon my spirit to share this with you guys today. I watched something yesterday. Um, one of my brothers in Christ posted a video. And I trust the spirit. When, when the spirit leads me somewhere, I don't care how long a video is. I don't care if it's something I don't agree with. I'm going to watch it and uh, get some information from it. And uh, so he posted a video. Now, all credit for this is going to go to John from 5... Uh, Let me make sure I get this right from E511 Ministries, E511 Ministries. Now, this information, um, this video is mirrored from him because as much as I wanted to break it down in segments and um, do my own take on it, he just gives you all the information you need to eat up, to understand it. And I don't want to take anything away from this because it's biblical. And, and the reason this is important is because this might help you understand why it's important not to be part of a religion or a movement or an awakening, right? Because it's such a fine line, right? Right now you have meta churches and all these different movements like the apologetics and what's the other dominions and all these people that give themselves these different titles and stuff. And they're, they're all pushing this, save, this same war against Jezebel's spirit. <clears throat> now, very quickly, I'm just going to say, accountability is everything. This is why God tells us to seek him ourselves, right? We are to be accountable for our actions. We're not supposed to sit here and blame demonic spirits for everything. Yes, they influence, but the Bible says it's still our wicked hearts that make us decide to do wicked things. But this whole movement is is telling people that uh, Jezebel's spirit is running through America and we got to battle her and we got to take her down. And this is all, it all goes back to the Old Testament. There is nothing new under the sun. And the way this guy breaks it down, he's going to show you how they've always used pol- politics, the political agenda, to create the division, to make it seem as if the better side of the two is working for the, for the good of God when they're actually just doing it for their own selfish uh, agendas. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dive into this. I don't know how much of it I'm going to play before I chime in. Um, it's a very long video, uh, so I do encourage you to either go to my Facebook and watch it or go to the YouTube channel for E511 Ministries. This is actually from part two. There's a part one that brings it back to the context from the biblical standpoint so that you can understand uh, why it is the way it is. And, And I do encourage you to watch that part. All right. And may God bless you with open eyes and open ears and whomever needs to receive the messages today, I pray. I pray that you receive them in Jesus Almighty name. Let's go ahead and dive in, brothers and sisters.
2: guys this is part two of our study called king jehu's war against baal a biblical prototype of the false light if you haven't watched part one i would highly recommend you do that uh, before watching this uh, because part one lays out the biblical perspective on this topic uh, where we looked at the background on jehu and his campaign against jezebel and baalism in israel and it's important to have that solid grounding in the scriptures first so that we understand the significance of this jehu versus jezebel a Baal typology going forward. Because without a full grasp of what the Word of God uh, actually says about Jehu and the idolatry that he promoted, uh, we won't be able to fully understand the deception uh, behind these increasing calls to be like Jehu and rise up against Jezebel and Baal. You know, We saw that even though he brought down a wicked idolatrous system in Israel, Jehu himself promoted an idolatry that was ultimately a phony righteousness mixed with nationalism. Uh, which parallels the false light movement of today. And so now, after having more of a Bible study focus in the first part, uh, we're going to spend the rest of this study examining and looking at how it's all playing out today. Uh, with this false light, Jehu uprising that's building up against the dark, uh, Jezebel or Baal system. And without understanding Jehu's entire story, the rest of this study won't make as much sense or hit quite as hard. Uh, so do be sure to watch part one first if you haven't already. And maybe even re-watch part one first uh, before watching this one uh, so that everything's fresh on your mind. So now we're going to start to look at how the Jehu versus Baal typology is manifesting today with the Great Awakening movement against the Great Reset, the New World Order, and then eventually the Antichrist delusion. Uh, because everyone getting behind Jehu in his war against Jezebel and Baalism is actually a very close prototype or typology of what the Antichrist does during the Tribulation, and how the whole world will marvel at him and support him in his own campaign against evil. It's a really, really fascinating picture or typology, and I can't wait to get into that with you guys uh, near the end, and it's going to be a great conclusion to this whole study. But we have a lot of other ground to cover first, and we're going to start to look at some specific examples of leading figures in Christianity today who are promoting this Jehu versus Baal typology. Uh, We'll look at a few in this part, and then many more in the next part. And in this part, we're going to focus primarily on the concept of the Jezebel spirit, which is essentially just a Christian or biblical sounding way of referring to the spirits behind the New World Order. But it's not a biblical concept. It's actually much more of a Gnostic concept than a biblical one, uh, as I'll be showing you guys here. And I'm, I'm convinced, I'm convicted that this is a dangerous false teaching. That's part of this Gnostic uprising against the Matrix. The Jezebel spirit is another term that the false light white magic side uses to describe the dark black magic side. It's another term for the Matrix, or the spirits behind the Matrix. But before we get into that, I want to first drive home...
0: I'm going to pause this real quick, brothers and sisters, because... One thing that you really should understand, if you've never... If you've never, um known anybody that does witchcraft or if you've never done it yourself and witchcraft I mean forget the word it could be stones it could be cards it could be channeling energy it could be Reiki it could be um balancing chakras it could be meditation it could be yoga these are all forms of witchcraft like it or not and that's crazy right and i don't mean all forms of meditation beloved don't go out to left field with me okay i'm just saying it's it's very it's very important to understand that there is no such thing as white witchcraft there's no such thing as a white witch there's no such thing as a good witch there's no such thing as good witchcraft it is all of the devil you're pulling from the same source so doesn't matter what your intentions are. You can sit there and put yourself on a pedestal and call yourself a good person. If you're diving into the devil's tools, you are of the devil. And there's no such thing as good magic, good witchcraft. And it's very, very, very important for you to understand that. About five years ago, I was very much into that. I was reading cards, I was pulling cards, you know, I didn't need a book or anything, I just pulled the cards and I knew how to read them, unfortunately, you know, spirits will assist you with these things, and uh, I was, you know, I used to carry stones, and I used to channel energies, and I used to do Reiki healing, and all this started when I uh, went to massage school, and I think I I talked about that in one of my former podcasts, where, yeah, uh, massage school really opened up the doors for, um, All this new age for me and I really really loved it it was self empowering right it was all it's it's all there to build up your ego to make you feel like you're something anyway so I just wanted to point that out there is no such thing as white magic there's no such thing as a white witch it is all pulled from the same source so just be be aware that if you're doing that you're choosing to pull from the source of the devil himself it's very real um, you will have to answer for it. All right, beloved, let's go ahead and continue. We're, this is going to be a long one.
2: A few points that I made last time and elaborate on them a bit, just to make everything as clear as possible going forward so that the rest of the study makes sense. So first, uh, near the end of part one, I talked about how the golden calves were essentially just a more innocent looking bale idol, right? Uh, they're both cattle. It's just that one is a bit more menacing-looking and has child sacrifice associated with it, while the other is a younger, more innocent-looking bull that either has no horns or smaller horns and is disguised under this charade of righteousness. Now,
0: beloved, what he is referring to, if you don't know, if you're not um, familiar with the story of Jehu, he's the one that took down um, Jezebel. Now, he did it because God called him to do it. God used him to fulfill a, prof- a prophecy, excuse me. God used him to do something good. However, you can't take down one idol and replace it with another, which is essentially what he did. It's exactly what he did. You know, he took down the bow worship, but then the Israelites still worshiped the calf, which is just a sugar-coated version of the calf of Baal. So you can't put candy on it and call it good okay let's continue
2: it had a feast day that mimicked the temple system in jerusalem and it was associated with the israelites coming up out of egypt it was associated with their their physical liberation their freedom and it was essentially disguised as yahweh right they said that the golden calves were the ones uh that those were the gods who brought them up out of egypt but it was all a phony counterfeit judaic system The golden calves were just more righteous-looking Baal idols being passed off as the worship of the true God, which parallels the false counterfeit Christianity of today that's mixed with nationalism and patriotism and is rising up against the more menacing-looking satanic Baal culture of today. So it's a more righteous-looking form of idolatry rising up against a more blatantly evil form of idolatry. But the idol at the center of them was essentially the same, right? They're both cattle. It's just that one was more innocent and righteous looking than the other. And in addition to the bull idolatry, we could also say that the idol of self was at the heart of both idol systems too. It was self-righteousness versus self-indulgence. With the golden calves, you had a phony righteousness, a counterfeit of the true faith, with men taking pride in rituals and righteous achievements, and Jehu definitely became engrossed in his own sense of self-righteousness. You know, come see my zeal, right? It was all about him and what he was doing. He made his zeal the central focus. He made himself the center of attention. He had this great confidence in his own righteousness, uh, very much like the Pharisee in Luke 18, uh, who pridefully proclaims his own righteousness. You know, how he's not like other men. He's not an extortioner, an adulterer. He fasts, he gives tithes, etc which are all good things, right? These are all good things to do. But Christ said that he didn't go home justified before God because his heart wasn't right. You know, his righteous acts didn't make him right before God, right? Your righteous acts are as filthy rags as the prophet Isaiah says. He was taking pride in his own righteous acts unlike the tax collector who humbled himself and admitted that he needed mercy from God because he was a sinner. And so in a similar way, Jehu developed this great pride in the fact that he was standing against evil, against Jezebel and Baal. And so this idol of self-righteousness is the trap that Jehu fell into. In fact, Jeroboam, the king who established the golden calf system in the land, you can say that he fell into the idol of self too, because he made the kingdom all about himself instead of the Lord by disobeying the Lord's commands and trying to secure the kingdom in his own way. He forgot that the Lord gave him the kingdom. He didn't earn the kingdom, he, he was given it by the Lord. And Jeroboam believed the lie that it was all about him. And this is the same lie that Jehu believed as well. So it's no wonder that you know, he didn't turn aside from the idolatrous system that Jeroboam established. And then on the other side with Baal, you had a cult that promoted the overindulgence of the flesh. And overindulgence in their own pleasure, right? Sexual immorality, the sacrifice of children for selfish gain, greed, power, etc. So, self-righteousness versus self-indulgence, and this is the idolatry that the two sides today share: is the idol of self. Both the false light and the dark side, at the center of them, have the idol of self. Self-righteousness on one side, and self-indulgence. On the other and what's the first thing that Paul warns Timothy about in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 he says in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self That's the first thing he mentions in a long list of sins lovers of self so we have a blasphemous idolatrous representation of God or a counterfeit you know worship of God on one side versus the blatant worship of a pagan god on the other, Satan, Baal, Molech, etc., And this is what the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset essentially is. Counterfeit followers of God rising up to make war against the Satanic cult, the New World Order, globalists, and communists. And this is why Jehu versus Baal is such an important typology for us to understand. Because with the story of Jehu, we can see how the hyper-focus on the defeat of some kind of evil can blind us and deceive us into following another kind of idolatry, and it can blind us to the sin of our own hearts, as Jehu was. He was completely blind to his own sin, and it's this false like golden calf idolatry that I've been trying to warn believers about, because I don't think enough attention is given to that idolatry and deception. You know, everyone's so focused on exposing Baal right now, but I don't think enough people are exposing the golden calves. So, Great Awakening versus Great Reset, New Age versus New World Order, White Magic versus Black Magic, Red Pill versus Blue Pill, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader, The Rebel Alliance versus The Empire. These are all different ways of describing the two sides in this counterfeit spiritual war between false light and dark. And to that list, we can add Jehu versus Jezebel or Jehu versus Baal as another way of describing this counterfeit spiritual war but just using more biblical sounding terminology, which makes it a more effective way of appealing to Christians and deceiving them into joining this false light movement. And that's why it's perhaps the most dangerous. And I wasn't aware of this terminology until very recently. As you guys know, this is all new research for me. So if anyone is saying that you need to be like Jehu, or that we need to rise up and take down Jezebel, or throw down Baal, tear down the house of Baal, you know that they're probably of the false light, or have been deceived by it. And I made this chart that helps lay out the two sides in the Old Testament, and the two sides today, and how they parallel one another. Uh, And this chart's definitely not comprehensive, it doesn't cover uh, every single aspect of both sides, I can't fit everything in there. Uh, But this gets the point across well enough, I think. And I made sure to have the left and right sides correspond to their respective colors, uh, red and blue, to help illustrate this better. So in the Old Testament, you have on the left side, Jezebel and the cult of Baal promoting control, tyranny, death, sexual perversion, and child sacrifice, and pushing something that was foreign to Israel. And then today on the left, we have the New World Order, the Great Reset, globalism, communism, liberalism, secularism, etc., pushing control, tyranny, uh, murder, you know, the, the Orwellian state, the Orwellian nightmare, as well as sexual perversion through the LGBT movement, uh, transgenderism and all that, child sacrifice via abortion, and many other elements of Satanism, all of which would be uh, modern day Baalism, and all of which is foreign to America, right? These are things that are supposedly not what America is about. Uh, It's about life and liberty and freedom and strong family values. And then on the right side, in the Old Testament we have Jehu, someone anointed by God, claiming to have great zeal for the Lord, uh, with this great passion for getting rid of Jezebel and Baalism, Uh, this foreign invasion of a pagan cult that promoted these extreme things foreign to Israel, but who himself promoted the idolatrous traditions of his country. He promoted a false Judaism and the national idols of the golden calves. And then today, likewise, we have the Christian right, the Christian nationalist movement, uh, patriotism, dominionism, post-millennialism, the NAR, the New Age, the Great Awakening, QAnon, and all that stuff, this large movement of people who have this great zeal and passion for taking down evil, and many of whom claim that they've received an anointing from God to help throw down Jezebel, people who paint themselves as righteous warriors, light workers, with great zeal for the cause of God, who want to usher in God's kingdom, who want to usher in the golden age, whether it's the golden age of the church or the golden age of Aquarius, but who like Jehu promote the idolatrous traditions of their country and a false counterfeit faith. You know, the uh, conservatives of today uh, want to get America back to where it was before all this leftist tyranny messed everything up. And that's kind of what Jehu did too, was return Israel to how it was before Jezebel and Baal made things worse. But remember what happened when the house of Baal was torn down. Israel just continued in its golden calf idolatry. Just because Baal was torn down didn't mean that Israel was restored to a righteous and holy condition. Jehu cleaned out Baal, but was far from cleaning out idolatry altogether, but he only cleaned out one form of idolatry. He led Israel to continue in its original golden calf idolatry. So, in a way, Jehu was a conservative, conserving the traditions of Jeroboam, the first king of the Northern Kingdom who set up the Golden Calves, and that's what conservatives want to do, is carry on the traditions and philosophies and idols of the Founding Fathers, the first presidents of our country, and the whole false light Great Awakening movement in general is only getting rid of one form of idolatry, only to leave and promote another kind. And so I think it's an important question that we need to be asking ourselves as Christians. If the house of Baal is torn down in a sense, maybe that'll be a good thing. But what are we gonna be left with after that? What was Israel left with? We already know the answer to that. They were left with an idolatry that had already angered the Lord enough that he prophesied their destruction. They didn't return to a godly condition. They were still on the path of judgment. But there's this delusion spreading within conservative, evangelical Christianity that if we get rid of the house of Baal, America can hold off God's judgment and return to a godly state. But I got news for you. America never was a godly nation. I understand that Christian values have had a great influence in our country and I'll take those over any other types of values. But the founding documents of our country are not Christian or biblical. And this whole idea that america is a christian nation is not only a byproduct of dominionist ideology but it's also a byproduct of this concept that america is the new israel
0: let me go ahead and pause that really quickly beloved really quickly beloved because you have to understand that um this country was founded by people that invaded and took this land from somebody who was already here And they were not threatening anybody. They were just living here. So when this country was founded on stolen land by men that were supposedly escaping the king, um, they brought their, their ideas with them. They brought their new world order with them. This is why it's called the new world. It's been part of the plan since the founding fathers stole the land. There's nothing Christian about this country. There's nothing Christian about the men that founded it. And everything that they wrote, including the Constitution, was written in such a way that they could take it back. Right? You think you have rights. You think that they're not going to do anything because of what's written on a piece of paper signed by a bunch of men that don't care about you. And beloved, I'm here to tell you that you better draw near to your God because none of that is going to matter. None of it. There are so many distractions out there. And this, what I'm posting here today, is to get you to gain some understanding that you have a bunch of Christians, supposedly, right? And I don't like using that term, but you have these mainstream people pushing this takedown of Jezebel, right? Like it's going to be this big movement and then America's going to be great again, right? Politics has always been a way to divide the people. In a way to trick us into thinking that the government is on our side. Let's continue, beloved.
2: Its own Mount Sinai Ten Commandments, you know, with the signing of the Declaration of Independence and Constitution. And so this whole idea of returning to our godly roots is a counterfeit of Israel returning to its godly roots or its covenant agreement with God, which is what will happen right before Christ returns. Israel is the only nation that can return to its godly roots because it's the only nation that ever had or ever will have a covenant with the Lord. Amen. And this is why dominionists and post will talk about America's covenant roots and say that we need to return to our covenant roots. But uh, that's a topic for a whole other study. But there's this growing delusion being pushed by the NAR and many evangelical leaders that if we get rid of the house of Baal America can become a godly nation again, and I would imagine that's probably what Jehu and many of the Israelites thought too, after the House of Baal was torn down. But in reality, they were still on the same path of judgment that had kick-started the entire Northern Kingdom. And as I've mentioned briefly in other videos, there's this movement of extreme Christian conservatism called Reconstructionism, uh, which is the Calvinist or Reformed version of Dominionism uh, founded by R.J. Rushdoony with his Institutes of Biblical Law. And it's essentially in unity with the Seven Mountain Mandate, in pushing this whole idea of a Christian America and eventually a Christian world, which would be post-millennialism. And a lot of Christian pastors and influencers right now are exposing the deconstructionism of liberalism and progressive Christianity. But not many are talking about the reconstructionist agenda that's gradually rising up in response the deconstructionist movement coming from liberal Christianity and so there's this idea this tension growing that you know we're gonna reconstruct the Christian culture that secular satanic culture has deconstructed or destroyed and typically that tends to lead in the Dominionist direction as history has shown Uh, for example I made a post uh, back in October about John Cooper the lead singer of skillet and about the concerning language in his lyrics uh, a lot of which are a very dominionist and even new agey and QAnon sounding uh, like we are the saviors of the world. And a lot of people came against me very passionately, you know, said how crazy and off base I was, uh, that I was slandering him uh, for linking him with dominionism and all that stuff. And sure enough, shortly after I made that post, I find out literally the day before I made that post about Cooper, he had on his podcast, a man named Joseph Boot, who is a dominionist. I don't know whether he calls himself a Dominionist or not. Uh, Probably not because that term has acquired a pretty negative connotation and most don't want to associate themselves with that label. They'll use less controversial terms like theonomy and people pretend like it's a different thing when it's really not. Uh, But to me, it doesn't really matter what he calls himself. It's clear by his teachings and his endorsements that he's a Dominionist. For one, he openly praises R.J. Rushdooney, the founder of Reconstructionism. Uh, here's a tweet he made just days after his podcast with uh, John Cooper citing R.J. Rushdoony, And he also has a book called The Mission of God, A Manifesto of Hope for Society, uh, which pushes very dangerous, dominionist-type theology and thinking. And if you don't believe me, here's the synopsis of the book on the publisher's website. It says, The Mission of God is a clarion call. Now, right off the bat, that's a red flag because Amen. the term clarion call... <laughs> It means a demand or call for action, and it's usually used in the context of joining a movement, you know, such as a political or social movement. The mission of God is a clarion call for Christians and God's church to awaken, so there again, awaken, and recover a full-orbed gospel and comprehensive faith that recognizes and applies the salvation, victory, and lordship of Jesus Christ to all creation, from the family to education evangelism, law, church, state, and every other sphere. Now that last part sounds eerily similar to Seven Mountain Mandate language. This push by the NAR for Christianity to uh, conquer all mountains or spheres of society, arts, business, religion, media, education, family, and government or law. And they will also use the term spheres, just like the synopsis of the book uses here. So Joseph Boot is clearly pushing the same agenda as the NAR with their Seven Mountain Mandate. He's just coming from the reformed Calvinist side. But they're all pushing the same agenda and the rest of the synopsis is clearly talking about Christianity. Let me go
0: ahead and pause that again, beloved. This is why it's important to go to the Bible, this is why it's important not to be tricked into joining any kind of religion because it's a cult, you know, and I know you've heard me call Catholics a cult and Mormons a cult, but Christians are cultists too. You know, they like to take everything and put sugar on it and supposedly put light on it and call it of God. That's what mainstream Christians do. That's why the world laughs at us and mocks us and scoffs at us. Because you have all these mainstream churches and mainstream Christians doing exactly what the darkness does, right? But they just sugarcoat it. They just sugarcoat it and call it something good. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Religion is just another division beloved and I just I just wanted to chime in and say this is why it's so important to to have a relationship with your Lord this is why it's so important to draw near to God and to read his word yourself right there's so much that I never understood that I learned in the last five years that I'm just so mind blown about and I'm mind blown because nobody ever taught me these things but I understand now why it's part of the plan let's continue
2: any dominating society, you can read it for yourself if you want. It talks about transforming culture, having dominance over public life, overturning pagan religion, having economic impact, which is something that Lance Walnow talks about a lot, and having influence over every area of life. So guys, this is getting very serious very quickly. There's this clear false light Christianity that's rising up against secular satanic culture. And so another way to describe this counterfeit spiritual war, or dichotomy, would be Reconstructionism versus Deconstructionism, okay, Reconstructionism versus Deconstructionism, Christian Dominionism versus secular satanic culture.
1: So I came across you from a book, and my listeners have heard me talk about it before. The book is called The Mission of God, and no lion, no jokes. It is one of the most impactful books uh, I've ever read. So if I had to list out, you know, the five or six books that, that were probably most impactful of my life, you know, we would be talking about The Pursuit of God by Tozer. Wonderful. Book. Um oh, so good. Um uh, the uh, the other Tozer book about the attributes of God who I talk about yep. all the time. Knowledge of the holy. Knowledge of the
2: holy. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, knowing God by Packer. Um, the sovereignty of God by, uh, by Pink, and I can't think of anything else besides mission to God that would be on that, that list.
2: And so in both the Old Testament and today, you have these very chaotic, very uh, overtly evil liberal people who are uh, very much against traditional values, who uh, really shake things up and lower the bar morally, versus more traditional, religiously minded, Uh, pious-sounding conservatives who are very much about national pride and Christian culture. And another way to put it would be that Jezebel, the left, the dark side, promotes immorality, while the false light promotes morality, but based on an unholy unity, right, based on ecumenicism. Again, just like what happened in Nazi Germany. So it's basically godless morality versus godless immorality, okay? Godless morality versus godless immorality. Both sides are ultimately godless, but one is more ostensibly virtuous and moral and righteous looking, just like Jehu. Uh, Or like I said before, uh, both promote the idols of self. Okay, one is self-righteous and the other is self-indulgent. In fact, and I'm gonna talk about this a bit more at the end of the study, uh, when I talk about Jehu as a typology of the Antichrist. But there was a period in Germany right before Hitler's rise to power where immorality spread like never before. There was this time of heightened immorality during what's known as the Weimar Republic, uh, which Hitler was very much against. And I've been mentioning how Hitler's another Jehu type. So there's this pattern of immorality and an attack on traditional values, setting the stage for a savior figure to rise up and put a stop to it. It happened with Jehu rising up to put down Baalism. It happened in Germany right before Hitler rose to power. And that's exactly what's happening right now in America. We have this attack on traditional values, this push of immorality, uh, LGBT, violence, racism and of course abortion, which has gotten to a shocking level, you know, to where uh, it's being allowed even up to the point of birth. I mean, it's getting horrible. Mm. There are reports of uh, Planned Parenthood taking hearts and brains out of babies while they're still alive. You know, it's just beyond barbaric. And it's almost worse than ancient pagan child sacrifice because at least the pagans did it to appease their gods. You know, at least there was this higher power that they believed they were doing it for. But it seems like today, people are just chopping up babies just out of their own selfish hearts. You know, out of their own uh, wicked desire to do it, just because they can. Just because they have the so-called right to do so. And they believe they are the higher power they're doing it for. And so, today's leftist culture is clearly a modern-day Jezebel Baalism. Pushing this extreme immorality. And I'm certainly not against a Christian trying to do something to stop an abortion from happening or maybe trying to appeal, you know, through the legal system to mitigate it. But what we really need to be careful of and mindful of, and this is what I'm trying to warn people about, is the collective pushback, the reaction from the other side, the Jehu response, the Hitler response. We need to be careful about joining up with that and yoking ourselves with that. So just keep in mind that I'm talking about the big picture here and the great deception behind this collective uprising against abortion and other blatant evils around the world. I think a lot of this is purposefully being done by Satan to spark a counter movement that is spearheaded by a false Christianity, an idolatrous movement that appears righteous. It's all part of this cycle or pattern that seems to replay over and over again. And this same pattern will keep building up eventually to help set the stage for the Antichrist, who will be the idol of all idols, right? The abomination of desolation, who will sit in the temple and claim to be God. He'll be the ultimate idol of self. And to the world, he's gonna appear like the most righteous being they've ever laid their eyes on. And this is something we need to understand. The Antichrist doesn't wanna chop up your baby. He wants to come in and take down the people who want to chop up your baby. Like Jehu, the Antichrist is going to make war against Baal and Jezebel and will lead the world into the worst idolatry in history. And like the golden calves that Jehu led Israel to continue in, this idolatry will anger the Lord enough to cause him to destroy everyone who will fall into it. So Jehu the nationalist, the patriot, promoted a false Judaism and the idols of Israel's history and rose up to fight against ancient Satanism. Baalism. And this is the typology of the false light, of the Antichrist, of Hitler and the Nazi movement. Uh, Hitler believed communism was a satanic phenomenon. Uh, I don't want to open up this topic too much because there's so much there. Uh, I've spoken about it a bit in the past, and I have a ton more research on it that I plan on getting into in the future. Uh, because this is worthy of an entire series of studies on its own. But just to quickly expand on this idea of Hitler as another Jehu type, He believed he was fighting a satanic conspiracy against Germany. And this is exactly what's happening again in America. Like I said, it's the same cycle, the same pattern that happens over and over again.
0: Very quickly, uh, beloved, the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So all these things, all these um, uprisings and awakenings and everything that happens from Old Testament to New Testament to the times we're in now. They have all been repeated just with new groups of people, new times, new laws, new kings, new queens. Nothing new under the sun. We're just gonna uh, go on for another few minutes here, beloved, and I'm probably gonna continue this on uh, another episode tomorrow, because I don't want to drag it on too long for y'all. I want you to stay fresh in the mind and be able to pay attention. So we'll just continue a few more minutes here.
2: New Nazism is gradually rising up in America. And it's not rising up from the left, as a lot of American conservatives say. It's rising up in response to the left, just like it did in Germany. And it's all based in this Jehu typology. Christian nationalists and dominionists who promote a false Christianity and the idols of America's history are rising up to fight against Satanism, the Satanic cult of the New World Order. They're all about exposing Satanism in our culture that is the obvious black magic satanism, the black and red colors, the black magic as as opposed to white magic, the inverted pentagrams, the Baphomets, this is the obvious kind of satanism that the new age exposes, where the symbolism and the imagery is very obvious, it's very overtly evil, very overtly dark and menacing, much like a, a villain in a comic book movie. It's the kind of signals that a movie script writer would give to the audience to tell them, okay, this is the villain, this is the guy you're supposed to hate. It's the same kind of stuff. It's the kind of Satanism that doesn't require the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Just like it doesn't require the discernment of the Holy Spirit to recognize a villain in a movie. The obviousness of it appeals to the fleshly senses. But people think when they recognize it that they're being guided by their spiritual senses, or that they have this great gift of discernment, when in reality it's just their flesh picking up obvious symbolism. Amen. Amen. This is all part of the counterfeit spiritual war that's really a fleshly war, rather than a spiritual one. And what's interesting is that Baal, as I mentioned before, was represented by a bull, uh, which is also a horned animal, like the goat idol Baphomet, the god of Satanism. And also Baphomet is both male and female, which parallels the transgender, a gender fluidity movement pushed by the left. And this is the ultimate enemy of the False Light Great Awakening. Baalism, Satanism, communism, tyranny, control, child sacrifice, etc. It's the Jezebel to the False Light's Jehu. And so there's this pattern of a False Light rising up to take down extreme immorality and satanic culture. It happened on a small scale in Israel with Jehu, it happened again on a larger scale in Germany with Hitler and the Nazi movement. It's happening on a bigger scale right now in America and in other parts of the world. And it'll happen on a global scale when the Antichrist finally rises. Amen. And this false light war against Satanism is being couched in this Jehu versus Jezebel bail terminology. More and more people are saying how the Jezebel spirit is growing and becoming more powerful through the spread of communism, globalism, transgenderism, abortion, etc. And we as the church need to rise up like Jehu and cast down the Jezebel spirit. And in part one I mentioned how even secular culture you know, finds the name Jezebel offensive because she was such a wicked queen. And so the fact that even secular culture recognizes the name Jezebel as an evil name and an insult, it lines up with this idea of an overtly obvious evil an overtly obvious villain being exposed to the world to promote a false light revolution or uprising in response. This obvious dark kind of Satanism that's becoming more apparent around the world. We have to remember guys, that just because someone isn't saved, doesn't mean that they completely lack the capacity to see right from wrong. All humans have the law of God written on their hearts, Romans 2, 14 and 15. And that's why Paul says in the previous chapter in Romans 1, that all men are without excuse. They know the truth, but suppress it in unrighteousness.
0: Okay, beloved. And I think that is the perfect spot to end this podcast on today. We're going to go ahead and continue on tomorrow with um, another part of this video that he continues on. Um, I think that the points made are very valid. And I think that this is going to speak to you And I think that if you don't have an understanding to what's going on right now, this will help you. This will help you. This will help you. I pray that this was edifying for you guys. I pray that you'll come back and listen to to the second part tomorrow morning or the next day. You know, Lord willing, it's all up to him when I do what I do. Um, Until then, beloved, thank you so much for listening with me. Uh, Study your Bibles. Go to scripture always. Ask God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit, beloved. We are in times that require your attention. I'm going to keep saying that. We are the last generation. And if it has not been revealed to you, pray for discernment. I do pray that God blesses you with all you need. I pray that you are surrounded with people that love you. And I pray that God protects you and keeps you in the palm of his hand. Until next time.